conversational podcast about personal financial topics aimed at improving conversations about money in your marriage so you can reach your dreams together. This is a weekly discussion brought to you by a seemingly financially incompatible couple bonded by the legal contract of marriage. My name is David, your favorite saver, and I am joined by the spender who I have to make concessions to on a regular basis, Heather. So fancy. That's kind of a big word. Concessions? Yeah. Did you learn that in business school? Um, I think I learned it when... Or at the concession stand I went to the fair. Yeah. And I went to the concessions <laughs> concession fair. That's ex- that's actually what I was going to say. Um, it was a pretty good... Uh, it's a pretty good word. Seems Thank like you. It's a big word. Well, we have, a, we have another wonderful show planned for you today. Today, we're going to be talking about compromise and how to compromise in your marriage. That's one of your favorite words, isn't it, Heather? <laughs> Compromise? Um, I think that came into my dictionary when we got married. <laughs> you made everybody else do that for you before me, huh? So I'm the lucky guy. Well, I, I think this is an important topic to cover, Heather, because... It's very important. Well, I mean... It's serious business. If it wasn't important, we wouldn't talk about it, obviously. Really? Because wouldn't we... Because we only talk about the hard-hitting topics That's right, folks. This is here on the podcast. For, That's why people come here. That's right. You come here for serious news. Exactly. Facts. And we got lots of facts today. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I mean, spouses don't aren't always going to agree on on financial decisions, and you can't. But every other decision, they will. Agree. Well, naturally. Naturally. <laughs> Got because it. Because I'm assuming, like us, there are per- spouses everywhere are just perfect fits together on every other That's right. matter, right? That's right. Um, and, and finances, especially, though, is something where when you're married, oftentimes you're, you can't have it just your way. You have to be able to learn to work with somebody else, to, specifically your spouse, in, in order to make it work, right? Um, and, and this is just the reality of it. And this isn't necessarily ideal. Um, it may not be the way that you want things to play out, but you've got to work within reality. Yeah. And I think it's good that you said, you know, make it work. Not, I mean, I guess in the end of the day it is compromise, but you do need to figure out how you come to agreements and get on the same page, uh, on these decisions for sure. Exactly, because because everything is good in life has a price tag. You you no matter what really? you're gonna do. Mm, what about air? Does air have a price tag? Mm, mm. <laughs> well, you can't you can't continue breathing air if you're not you buying don't have trees. water to drink. Um, I know water's cheap good out point. of the tap, but you still we'll gotta pay your there. water bill. You're right. Everything's got a price tag. <laughs> okay well thank that, you. that's the first example of how to that's compromise, compromise. See, right there we just put it in action that was a real you life you let me win that one that's right <laughs> so i appreciate that you know <laughs> and i'm okay. sure you'll let me win one later so you, you gave me the easy one to win and <laughs> then you, you're gonna compromise make me compromise on buying you a new purse or something huh? okay you saw me shopping <laughs> online the other day Oopsie. yeah she was what was it was it Gucci's website you were on? I was like, holy cow. That is not the topic. We'll have to do another podcast on that. We're going to do a podcast on Gucci purses. Okay. <laughs> uh, moving on. Back on topic. So, Heather, <laughs> what what makes compromising hard for you? Why don't I tell you what makes compromising hard for me? <laughs> so, so, for me, I think compromising is hard because it, oftentimes I might value something more than you value it. 
right? So I have maybe maybe it's um, I, I don't know what I value more. I I value. What do I value more than you? You value not spending money. Okay. So maybe I value not spending money more than you. <laughs> and I'm, that's something I'm really passionate about, right? And and you're less passionate about that. And so we need to figure out how do we make this work. That's right. I'm doing the raining dollar bill sign right now. Just let it flow. Just let it fly. Just kidding. Um, yeah, I, I exactly. I mean, we've talked a lot about values and um, understanding really what motivates you, what excites you, you know, and that really sets the tone for, for where your money goes, right? So definitely, unless it's a miracle, you and your spouse are going to have different values. I mean, hopefully, a lot of the things you value the same, but even within valuing, um, like we both value having a nice house, but that doesn't mean that the value, the amount of value looks the same, right? So you are going to have to talk through what each of you value and kind of what that, what that price tag is, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and when you're talking about those values, I think another piece that makes it really hard to have these conversations is that oftentimes we get very emotional about things that were, that we value strongly. And when emotions are tied up in conversations, not just because it's money, because we've talked before about how money makes things emotional, and that's true. But even beyond money, it's just other stuff that you value or or activities you value or whatever it is that you value, you're going to be emotional. You're going to be passionate about it. And then so you throw the passion of that on top of the passion that no doubt you have with, tied to money and now we we have a supercharged environment in which we're having this discussion and we're trying to do compromise. That's tough. I think it's interesting that the non-emotional guy is talking about emotions. Well, not that you don't have passion. No, but the reason I talk about it is because it's important as me as a non-emotional guy, it's important for me to recognize what's happening inside of you when we're having these conversations, right? At least maybe this isn't what's happening inside of you, but this is what I think is happening inside of you. Yeah, you're trying to learn the other you you're up against what's going on. I I tell you all the time that I never have you figured out. I don't have you figured out, but I'm I'm trying to keep it interesting. I want you to stay interested, you know. I'm pretending I have you figured out in this case, and I'm applying this Heather filter of all these emotions tied to passion around the thing and passion around the finances coming together for this perfect storm. No, you're absolutely right. And I think I've mentioned this maybe on a podcast or eight that I do struggle with it, bringing in the emotion and getting upset. And that is something I have to work through. So for sure, anytime you're passionate and, and again, it goes back to your, what you value and, and how passionate or how emotional you get about that and can get charged. So it definitely makes it challenging. I think another thing on type of the emotional is that it, feels I think part of the reason why it feels emotional is that it feels like there's a winner or a loser Mm. like we started out in this conversation you were like oh you let me have that one you let me win (laughs) right and it does and that's why you know like in business the word compromise right it's it's kind of a little contentious because it's give a little take a little or can you meet in the middle right I mean sometimes there is going to be a winner just flat out it's we're either going to do this or not and Someone will get their way, right? And so it'll feel like, oh, man, I totally lost that. But it's not about winning or losing, right? 
it, it's not. But I think you're completely right that that sometimes there is a winner, sometimes there is a loser, and you need to be comfortable with that. But overall, um, ideally, we're not. We should not be looking at these discussions as my way or your way. Maybe there's there's a third option that makes in makes the pie bigger. That's the term we talked about in my negotiations class in uh, in grad school. We talked about when you're doing when you're dealing negotiations, negotiations or compromise. Oftentimes we get stuck in this mentality of it's my way or your way. And there's probably a third option. There's always there's always a third option, um, whether or not you want to look at it. But what is that way that we can make that pie bigger so that we each get a little bit of something we want. Maybe we don't get everything we want, but we each get maybe 60% of what we want, or we each get 70% of what we want. And so, well, then we're talking about 120 or 140%. So we've made the pie bigger. That's, that's kind of what I'm getting at. I know I was going to bring that up that, you know, we both, when we got married, you were in grad school and you had taken negotiations. And so I felt like you kind of had a leg up because you had been <laughs> in grad school and you had all these. And I just like. Yeah. How well has that worked cake. out for me? Well, and then I went to grad school and took a negotiations class as well. So I feel like we're on even playing field now that we can, you know, we both know all the terms and the. Got it. So we'll have an episode two to kind of share some of those strategies. <laughs> how to get your spouse to. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. You should be trying like you said, there's always option C, right? It's like A or B, you know, or, oh, let's flip it on its head and think of a completely different option, right? So. It, it, completely correct. I, yeah. And th- that's and that's where I was going with it. And and I really liked what you said about uh, about how it's not it's not 50-50. And, and so I think we need to be prepared as spouses that, um, that compromise doesn't mean 50-50. If anything, as a spouse that loves your spouse, as a husband that loves your wife, as a wife that loves your husband, you should be going in, um, both of you should be going in with the understanding of, I want to be giving more than I'm receiving in this um, most of the time. That that should be the case. Right. You want to go in with that giving mindset because if you're both going in giving, then you're, you're both going to win in the end. That's hard, easier said than done. Right. And and you said earlier about like how you don't have me figured out, which you do. But I think it also helps to really understand your spouse and understand what they value and why they're emotional about this and really um, come at it from their perspective so that it helps you try to figure out the best solution or maybe it maybe it is something that you need to um, let them have that, you know, have that win or whatever, but really understanding where the other person is coming from and why. Two dumb examples about this, <laughs> if I may. So the easy one, the easy one is home decor. So home decor Ooh. is something that spouses oftentimes will argue about. In our case, we don't argue about home decor basically because I don't really care. I know. It's amazing. I'm so thankful for my friends. And so so this is an easy one for me to just say, go for it. Whatever. Whatever you want. Yeah. As long as everything's not pink and flowers. Right. Right. Let's not have it pink and flowery and I, I don't want, you know, frilly stuff everywhere. But go for it. But now... This what what comes up against is is potentially my my cheapness, right? And so then things like uh, in the second example here, things like um, 
name brand food or like you're a big proponent of Heinz ketchup. And it's I ketchup. like there is a one right way to catch up and it's Heinz. <laughs> and <laughs> and I am completely happy. I'm actually more happy with the generic ketchup, but because it's cheaper. Because it's cheaper. Not because it tastes better. Well, and I and can't, if Heinz is listening, I can't tell the I'm difference. happy to do an advertisement for them if they wanted to be a sponsor. <laughs> but but my point is is that these are instances where okay, I care on the ketchup because of the cost, but it's not a place where but I know you value Heinz, and so we have Heinz. And it's not something like, okay, I'm gonna let you have it. Um, because I know you you have a strong value there. And Again, like I don't care at all. So I care about the ketchup. I don't care about the home decor. So the home decor is easier for me to let go of even than a, a bottle of ketchup, as dumb as that sounds. But I let you have the bottle of ketchup. <clears throat> no, that's a great example. One that I was thinking about, and this, this didn't happen right away, but was grocery shopping. So I hate grocery I just hate that chore. It's like my least favorite chore of all. I'd rather scrub toilets than grocery shop. Um, but I like going to certain grocery stores and they were slightly more expensive than David's choice of Walmart. By slightly, you mean at least 25% more expensive. May have saved that much. But the point is I conceded on that and I was like, you know what? That's fine. I will. And even when you're not with me, I would go grocery shopping at Walmart because I knew it made you happy. And even though it wasn't my favorite place, like. It was something that, you know, I decided to. That's my love language. You're speaking my love language right there, shopping at Walmart and I saving know. me money. It's your happy place. <laughs> I miss Walmart. Quick aside, I miss Walmart here in Singapore. So uh. anyway, it is sometimes, <laughs> sometimes um, you do have to concede and let the other person. So sometimes you're going to come to an agreement and you're both going to be happy or one time, sometimes you may not be, and you might just say, you know what, the other person's going to be completely happy, and I will take the hit on this one, and, and there'll be another turn that'll come around, and you know, you can essentially, I guess, get the win on that. But yeah, yeah, and, and I think these have been kind of good, kind of high level concepts, but in practice, how exactly does this look? Um, I guess if I, if I if I was trying to talk a couple through, how do you go through this process? How how do you look at at, at a, a situation or an instance and come to a resolution, come to a compromise on it? I, I guess I would start by looking at the item being discussed in the context of your overall financial goals and values. And we talk we we talk about goals a lot, but this helps give guardrails on uh, and and priorities on what you're what you're doing as a couple why you're doing it and helps you understand how this item fits into that discussion it fits into those goals yeah i mean often we go back to that it really feels like the starting place is what do you value what are your goals what have you agreed to as a couple and then staying on track for that because we want you to be successful we want you to reach your goals and so that's often Hopefully, maybe the answer sometimes where it's like, hey, I want this, but it's like, well, let's go back to the plan. You know what? That's not the priority right now, and we don't have the money for it, and so it's a it's a hold. And it's not that, that not, not now means never, right? Like goals, even your goals and your objectives, your priorities are going to change based on your mm -hmm. situation. Like, you know, coming to Singapore, our priority was now we're going to spend all this money on travel, even though we're in a pandemic and we can't, but... <laughs> 
um, you know, depending on where you're at in life, they're going to change. So just because the answer right now is no, doesn't mean that it's not ever. And, and, and to take this up a level, another reason why we start at goals is because the assumption is, is that these are goals the two of you have agreed on. So we're starting this conversation on a shared understanding of what we agree on, not what we differ on. We're starting on what we agree on and we're basing our discussion on what we disagree on, on an agreement, if that makes sense. So we want to start with what we agree on, which is our goals, see how this, this conversation fits into that. And, and then each of us should be able to express our, our opinion on what we want to happen and, and why that's important to us. So like we were talking about before, it, it's understanding why we value this, why it's important to me, why it's important to you. Agreed. And, and I think that's a really good point because sometimes you're like, okay, go back to our goals. But if your goals are there specific or this is a one-time thing and you're like, well, I don't know, it's kind of a gray area, then, you know, you need to have the discussion. And again, it needs to be a discussion, right? You need to sit and listen to your spouse, hear what they want, what the value is. And you need to give each other both the opportunity, you know, to express their idea, their preference without getting cut off, without getting interrupted and have that adult conversation. Ooh, and it's hard. I mean, even just having this podcast, I feel like uh, we want to interrupt each other quite often. It's true. So so just sitting there and listening. (laughs) We've had to learn some manners. (laughs) Yeah. So so we've had to practice this as well. Um, And just being able to be a great listener is not, it's not a task that we just know how to do. This takes practice. Uh, But but listening, understanding the other person's point of view, and then you can have a, a more healthy discussion around how does this fit in and what does it look like when, when it's a part, of, uh, a part of our goals? How does this fit in and how do we approach it? So, yeah. So I think we've talked like conceptually really great advice that we've given our listeners. I mean, they <laughs> I, if are I had getting to, their money's worth. If I had it. to rate this advice, I, I would mean, put it, I don't know, at least nine, may, maybe nine – I don't know. I don't on know a scale you, of 100? Or, uh, no, just uh, kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nine or 10? I don't know. I was thinking on a scale of 10. but So I think maybe it would be helpful. Let's just do a little like actual walking through an example of sure. something that you have to probably compromise in your marriage. So let's take the example of vacation. Hopefully everybody likes to take a little time off work and go on vacation, whether it's going somewhere or not. I do. Right? I like time off. Yeah, so we, uh, I think everybody enjoys, like, not having to work um, for a little bit. Uh, yeah, so when you're having a conversation um, on that topic, uh, it, again, it goes back to discussing your goals, you know, looking at uh, what is in your budget, right? So hopefully you have a budget or at least you have some sort of target financially that you're trying to hit, Right. So you need to step back and look at, okay, how much room is in our budget for vacation? And David and I would argue that vacation is kind of after your essentials. Like you need to eat, you need to have shelter, you got to have your car running, you got to have clothes on your back, you, you know, you got to have your, I would your hope kids most to the doctor. I would agree with that. Yeah. So it eat, feels eat before like... before you go on vacation. Yeah. It feels, <laughs> well, eating is part of vacation eating, too. True. So, but, and then... And then after you get those essentials, it's like, okay, now what? You know, where in the priority does it fall, right? Versus 
the other priorities of maybe buying, you know, fancy technology or, or a purse. Or a uh, that's kind of a need, you know. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay, just kidding. Um, but yeah, so finding out, you know, how much room do you have in your budget, first of all, right? Because we don't want you going into debt and using a credit card for this vacation. Yes, make sure you have your needs taken care of, and and understand then, like hopefully, if you've had if you have a vacation budget, you so you kind of made the assumption that there's a vacation budget. If you have a vacation budget, then you've made vacation a priority at some level. So you've said, we've prioritized it to this budget level. And then, so if you have a budget defined, so now you know how, how that fits in against your goals, um, then you can have a discussion around perhaps the, the quantity of vacations you want to have throughout the year or, or the month or, or the week if you're so... So blessed to have that big of a vacation budget that much time. I do have unlimited <laughs> a vacation. vacation a week. I do have unlimited vacation. <laughs> We're hiring. So, We're hiring. so you can discuss qual- quantity and quality of vacation. So, how much do you want to spend? Is this? I like the and, not or, because that's more my method. I want quantity and quality. So well, you have to good. discuss both. You don't have to have a high quality high frequency vacation schedule but you you're not can. you're not going to the ritz carlton every weekend an option though depending on the budget depending on your budget <laughs> depending on your income for most people ourselves included <laughs> it's that, an option that's you're not saying. reality <laughs> so we have to make decisions around how often are we going on vacation and how much money are we willing to spend so if we're only going on one vacation a year Maybe we can do a much nicer vacation that one time than if we were doing four vacations in a year um, because we're dealing with a, a, a defined amount of money. Right. And if you're wondering, well, how do we even know? I think the next step is to really list out, have you and your spouse both list out what are the factors of an ideal vacation? Like, what do you want to do? Is it about the activities? Is it about travel time? Maybe you're like, I don't want to waste time on a car or plane. Maybe it's climate. Maybe you really want to go someplace cold. I don't know why you do that or (laughs) warm, um, or the method of transportation or the accommodations. Maybe you like luxury or maybe you're like, I want to sleep under a floor. So list out the factors that mean ideal vacation for you and then have that conversation with your spouse and then try to pick out one or two factors from each of your lists. I'm guessing your lists aren't going to be identical. So hopefully there's some overlap, but pick out, you know, one or two of the factors that are most important to each of you to try to figure out the ideal, you know, travel idea. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that would certainly be one way to approach it then is say, yeah, let's try to find those factors where they match up and let's base a vacation around that. Another option. And and of course they're, again, I'm all about making the pie bigger. You could say, Hey, we are going to alternate who's plan we, we've we've defined the budget the quantity and the quality and now we're just gonna say you go ahead head and book the vacation of your dreams and i'll t- tag along next i'll book the one and and you'll tag along with me and that that might work for some people or you might i don't know just you as might long have as you're going option. on vacation together Yes. Yeah. Well, you go on vacation together. I'm not saying. I didn't mean. I did, at first I was a little nervous. You were gonna be like, yeah, you go on, you no, go no, no, ahead no, no, and you no, go no, on that no, vacation. No. Your no, dreams. I, I'll take next year. I'm not saying. I'm not saying couples should vacation apart. <laughs> I, I I think if if you're married, you probably want to spend time together, and vacation Let's is a great so. time 
to spend time together. If you're married and you don't want to spend time together, <laughs> you probably have a different podcast. You should be listening. You should to. be listening to a different podcast. Not this one. We are not a we're marriage under, counseling. We're under podcast. the assumption that you like your spouse. You love your spouse. Do you want to spend time? We're with them? we're operating under that assumption. <laughs> But no, I really love that idea. In fact, my sister and her husband do that for their anniversary. So they trade off years. So the even years, one of them like plans, and it's not necessarily a trip, but they take turns on planning their anniversary, what they're going to do for their anniversary. So I think that's a really great solution. Yeah. So my, my point is, is that there are multiple ways to work, look at this. And so we, we talked about a couple different ways, but always go back to make the pie bigger, create more options. You can never go wrong with more options because yeah, it, it gives you possibilities. You take the good, you take the bad, and there you have the facts of life. The facts of life. <laughs> good and the bad. I, that's from a sitcom, right? I don't think I... I know. They don't write sitcom theme songs anymore. It's oh. a really missing... Well, that's because you can just that. skip ahead. Everybody skips ahead. Back in the day, you yeah, could just I, I used to have a piano forward. book with just all, like, songs from TV. Anyway. Oh, Okay. <laughs> All right. So we want you to continue this conversation, not about sitcoms. You, I mean, you can talk about that as well if you want. Um, but we want you to talk about this topic. So sit down, you know, step zero, open a bottle of wine if you want. Just kidding. Um, and talk about what is the financial topic, or maybe it's a line item in your budget that you are struggling the most to see eye to eye on. So go through the exercise that we just discussed, talking about what you value, what's important to you, what's the budget, what are the factors. Try to do that um, exercise to see if you can come up to an agreement. Notice we did not say compromise. We used the word agreement, <laughs> a mutual agreement. So, David, what Heather. is the biggest compromise that you think we've made in our marriage so far? Ooh. I guess I didn't say financial either, but you said everything is a price tag. So everything is a price tag. Tie yeah. it on back to the yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. And, and my answer to this definitely. So is, I was like, it's not like sleeping on the right side of the bed, right? No, no. I feel like I gave you that one, but anyway. I, <laughs> really? Did I decide the, the which side of the bed we sleep on? I don't even remember how that happened. I have no idea. Wow, it was, it was a long. But time I know ago. when we sleep in hotels, I like to switch sides. Yeah, just that kind of it's throw yeah, it that off. throws me off. Anyway, sorry. Compromise. So my my biggest compromise item. So you actually mentioned this earlier, and I don't think you thought it was compromise at the time. So I'm going to go ahead and say housing, and let me explain why. So I'm not arguing. I'm not interrupting. (laughs) As I interrupt, it feels like you just interrupted me. Um, So housing, because I think you value housing, or or housing upgrades or higher quality housing more than I do. Now, don't get me wrong. I appreciate a nice house. I appreciate a great environment. I love our house. I I love it. But at the same time, is it's hard for me to sometimes justify the amount of value I get out of the house um, versus other uh, other ways perhaps that, that money maybe could be used or or growing that money or, or or something but at the same time i know we've we had many conversations early on in our marriage about just how much you value a home and i won't get into it here but there were some very <laughs> serious heated discussions about you're saying there was some emotion brought there in. were heavy emotions involved <laughs> that I have not gotten permission to talk about, so we're not going to talk about it here. 
But there were heavy emotions involved that um, made it very clear to me that this is something that I needed to give more than 50% on. And so that's how it's worked in my mind. For the record, I think what threw me off was when we met with our financial advisor and you told him you would live in a cardboard box. And I was like, okay, we are not even on the same planet right now (laughs) because that is not an option. But yeah, it's like that MASH game, right? You know, it would be like mansion, shack, apartment or whatever. Oh, oh, the the kids do in in grade school where they fold a piece of paper and they go different directions, right. the origami thing. You yes. like shack all the way. There's no <laughs> reason for anything nicer. Yeah, so that I think that, that was probably the biggest compromise. Just one, because it housing impact is a huge expense and it's uh, it, it, it changes a lot of things about your lifestyle. True, that's true. It's interesting because when I was thinking of this question, I did think about housing and I also thought about vacations, but then I was like, yeah, but I think you like like it wasn't that you didn't value those. I love vacations. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't really see it as a compromise. I think we just kind of had to find our. But it, it was. You're right. It was a. It wasn't that we didn't value it. It was just that we had different right quantification of what that value. Right. I was more of a four dollar sign. You were a two dollar sign on Yelp. <laughs> Correct. So I, I get it. I can see it. What I selected um, was eating out, and maybe this is because. This is an area where I felt I gave more. Maybe that's why we're picking our um, options that we felt <laughs> compromised. We're like, I didn't compromise. I didn't compromise on housing at all. Um, eating out. So we don't really eat out as much or as fancy as I'd like. Um, but I feel like where we've made a compromise is that um, once a year for our anniversary, I get a very fancy dinner. And so I feel like that's an area where we've learned to compromise and you know i've given like okay i'm not spending as much we're not going out as much or as like having a steak dinner every month but you also are compromising to say hey i am allowing this extremely fancy expensive dinner once a year and you're not allowed to comment even though some years i feel like you do so i feel like that's (laughs) an area where i feel like we've both kind of made that's a good concessions to bring it back to the intro word that's a good point. And and with that fancy anniversary dinner, normally you're the one that picks it out because you're the one that's most excited about the opportunity to eat out as well at, at a nice place, right? True. So You can pick it out. Well, I'm, I know I can. In a few months. I, I know I can Go pick it, it out. I want to make sure – the again, <laughs> the point of this is that we've got to make, make sure Heather's happy with this. And so – I want to make sure that Wait, whatever we do, you are 100% excited about. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, I think that about wraps up our conversation for today. We would love to hear how your conversations about money have gone or to take your questions on a future episode. You can go ahead and email us at marriageandmoneypodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at marriage.and.money. Thanks again for joining us this week, and remember that whether you're a spender or a saver, your best friend is